listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Oh! He took the headgear off him. This is Eight coming up on Footy Talk, a wild, wild finish with the Tigers and the Raiders. And we're going to talk about premiership favourites. Seeing as I'm here, we're going to do a little bit of a uh, close look at my Sharkies, my beloved Sharkies. G'day, welcome to the Footy Talk podcast. It's Maroon here and I am joined by the great Del. Wendell Saylor, welcome to you. Yeah, mate, great to have me on here. Uh, obviously, I've upgraded to Darren Woods. No premiership for Woodsy. Played for about six or seven clubs. But uh, always good to be here with you and uh, the great man, Wade Graham. Wade, welcome to you, mate. Maroon, great to be here. Wendell off the bench, bring that energy as he does. And um, certainly that cracker game last night, Tigers and Canberra. I can't wait to dive into that. Fellas, what about that game? So for anyone who missed it and hasn't seen any vision of it, what happened was the Raiders led 18-0 late in the game. Uh, Starling gets sent to the sin bin. So off the back of starting under the sin bin, Tigers make it 18-6, 18-12, 18 all. Then Brooks kicks a field goal. They lead 19-18. They went back to back to back to back. Then Raiders a short kickoff. They get the ball. They get uh, in field goal position, shoot at field goal. Uh, the kicker doesn't kick the field goal, but he's hit late. Then they kick a penalty goal. Now the Raiders are back in front, 20 to 19, and that's how it ended. I haven't seen too many games like that, Wado. No, I can't um, recall any like that either, to be honest. And to, to be fair, it was, <laughs> um, it was just like another run-of-the-mill game, right? The Raiders were pretty much dominating the whole game. Tigers certainly had their moments, but just couldn't find their way across the trial line or, or find any points. But then all of a sudden... That 68-minute mark hit and starting got put in the bin and it was just an avalanche of points. And I know we've seen a flurry of points in other games. Certainly, you've watched the game for a long time, Del, you, you have as well. Yeah. We've seen teams with momentum score a lot of points really quickly, but I can't recall a team finding four scores in four consecutive sets, sets nah. of six like the Tigers did last night and went from nowhere to really, like, struggling to find anything, to, to actually lead in the space of four or five minutes. Um, and then, of course, on the back of that, they, they led for 35 seconds pretty much or yeah. a couple of tackles, a short kickoff, Cameron get the ball back and, you know, Fogarty earns the penalty on the field goal attempt. Just absolute chaos. I would, I would love to hear Ricky Stewart's address to the team at the end of the match because it would have been an interesting one. Dell, what was your take? Yeah, look, the Tigers, you know, they're going to learn a lot about themselves after that game because we've known what they've done the last four or five weeks. But that game there, the way they finished is the way they should have started. I know, I know it's easier to say that, but, like, when they were going direct and, and going through the middle, coming off the back fence, that's when they were setting the stand and they were getting the roll, roll along there. Um, before that, they were going too lateral, you know. They were, they were just making mistakes and they just had no direction. They were clunky. I hate using the word clunky, but that's what they were. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, we, we see, you know, a Raiders, Raiders are down to 12 and they're playing, like, they're playing... You know, smart football, they're going direct, they're going to the edges, mate. You know, they're trying to go through them and not around them. I think most of the night they're trying to go around them. Mate, in these conditions, winter conditions, don't try and go around them, especially a team like the Raiders who have got big, powerful outside backs. Um, a couple of individual performance is in this uh, particular game here, boys. The Raiders, look, I have to say Jamal Fogarty is such a good halfback, a wonderful kicking game. He owned that game tonight. Going into the back end of the season... They've got a very good halfback. Oh, 100%. I think 
you know, I'll get to his individual uh, moments, you know, after. But, like, if you take those individual individual moments away, even those brilliant moments, he was still a 7 out of 10, right? It was He kicked so well, kicked the corners, executed the plan. At times in that first half when the Tigers were finding some holes, were finding momentum, he, he pretty much kicked the Raiders back into field position or back into the game. And then, again, you add those individual moments where he, he, he twice on two occasions, he grubbed through the line, hidden upright, ran through, regathered his his own um, kick and scored some points. So it was two tries. He didn't miss a goal. And he obviously had the field goal attempt, which ended up in a penalty, which which ended up in the match-winning yeah. point. So he had quite the night last night, um, Fogarty. It's probably the best individual effort I've seen him play. Um, but he's certainly, uh, you know, a quality halfback and one of the top-tier halfbacks in the NRL. We saw Corey Horsburgh um, tackle his backside off what a game from Corey Horsburgh for the Raiders. Yeah, look, I think he's a good player, and I think he's on Billy Slater's radar too. Um, just just his, uh, his engine, but also he lets you know when he's when he's there, when he's around. And I reckon he started to play a bit of controlled aggression football. Last couple of years, been a bit of a hothead. I know he's had some injuries, a bit of a hothead, but I like that he's matured now. Uh, he looks like he's, you know, he's matured as a player. Um, mate, he's, he's, his motor is, he just keeps going, but also he gives you confidence. And I just like the way that they, they complement each other, that forward pack. So, uh, mate, well done to that young man. I mean, he's very powerful, but also he's a bloke that you need in around that middle third. People that love their club rugby league, the purists would suggest that maybe Origin takes too much away from club rugby league. Uh, uh, there's no alternative. We've tried the alternative. But what are your thoughts on that, Wado? Oh, I think it's just, you know, it's part and parcel of our season. Origin... The standing it has in our game and what it does for our game, I don't think we can tinker with it too much. I think, um, you know, it, it is a showpiece event, really. So, of course, club football does suffer a little bit. Um, you know, with players coming in and out, you know, not playing some games because they're on rep duty, other players um, out. But the other thing that also you need to weigh up is we're starting to come into winter, so the conditions get more slippery. Mm. We're in that middle period of the grind, like the grind of the NRL season. Like most players would be carrying niggles that are, they're, they're working through, not training as much. So it's not not everyone is as rock-hard fit as they were coming off the back of the preseason. They're really managing that wear and tear of the year. And we normally do see a dip, but this is where, you know, the the it's a part of the beauty of our, our competition. It is a marathon and you need to – you know, this war of attrition through this middle half of the season really establishes the best teams from the teams who don't make the eight because as we look at the table now, you know, from first to about 14th is mm. separated by four points. Mm. So this is where the good teams will really go after their season and bank these two points in this middle part of the season when it, when it is hard and yeah. there is distractions. You do have injuries. You do have blokes coming out and, and into the squad. You do probably have a couple of away trips, road trips, but... This, you talk about purists saying, you know, the quality of football might dip a little bit for a number of reasons. I think the purists who understand the, the hardness and the uniqueness of our competition, no, this is where the attrition of the NRL competition really starts to take place. And I suppose, Del, the other good thing is too, we, we will see over the weekend a lot of young blokes have only played two or three yeah. Four NRL games. We saw it in the Raiders game. You know, you see a bloke who might have only had a handful of games and he gets a start. Well, that's the thing. And I was going to say this, and why don't I just say that? It is, it's one of those things where when you when you build your squad, you know, you got your, you know, your 30, your 30 men squad or whatever. I think also those blokes who who uh, who you train with and, and against and that and they run the, you know the second side, it gives them a little bit of reward too, because you know, um, look at my young bloke last week, Tristan, you know, he's been 
pre-season and that, and then he gets he gets a shot on the back of Origin players away, and even you know um, against the Sharks, you know he's you know he's warming up and that. But Reese Walsh will uh, he'll certainly play. Cobo's out, so then all of a sudden, what what you're saying to your your squad is like that's that's what it takes you know such a big squad to, to win premierships. Mm. The Panthers, you said it uh, earlier on when we were doing uh, doing our call. The Panthers, you know, they've learned to rest. You know, there's origin stars because they know what's happening in the back end of the season, mate. So you've got to have the smarts about them. That's what the coaches have got to do. And guys like Craig Bellamy, Trent Robinson, and obviously, you know, Nathan Cleary, uh, sorry, Ivan Cleary, that's what they've been able to do. Yeah. Okay, well, we want, might take a break here on Footy Talk. When we come back, we might have a look at some of the other games in this round of footy. Of course, you guys have got a big game way today. You've got the Broncos. It's a top-of-the-table clash. So we'll talk about that game at Shark Park and talk about the premiership favourites with that log jam at the top of the competition ladder as well. We'll do that next on Footy Talk. <laughs> Welcome back to Footy Talk with Wendell, Wado and Maroon. Let's talk about premiership favouritism. Look, um, most people will say it's Penrith or it's Souths and then some people might say, well, don't forget about Melbourne. But, you know, let me ask you this, Dill. What about the Sharkies? I mean, they've got the spine. They've got a great fullback, a great halves combination and Braley, I mean, he can't be far off playing Origin. So maybe the Sharkies are the dark horse. Yeah, no, I wouldn't say they're dark horses, mate. You know, they finished, you know, top four last year and they weren't that far away from going to the next week. You know, Tom Malolo and the, the way that that momentum, sort of they came back and they beat him at Shark Park. Uh, mate, this, it's it's so close to call. Um, but the Sharks have got a good squad. I like their outside their outside five. You know, Mulatalo, uh, he goes good. Um, you know, Jesse Ramian, mate, they're a good mate. And they're on the back of Nico and their Ford pack. Uh, I, I love what they're about. Uh, and their coach knows what to do, but they seem to seem to be a happy team. Um, I haven't seen too many hiccups from their team, but they're, they're certainly in the mix. There's no doubt about that. And I suppose, Wado, uh, a team like the Rabbitohs, they've lost their last two. Probably the concerning thing about that is they've let the opposition score into the 30s. So I suppose if the Titans can beat the Rabbitohs this weekend, maybe people have a different view on where the Rabbitohs are in all of this. Yeah, I'd say based on, you know, the, the probably what, six or seven weeks that the Rabbitohs put together previous to these last couple of weeks, they, they certainly showed the footy and the capability that they're, they're the heavyweights. Like they're the real deal. When, they, uh, when they've when all got all their troops on deck and they're playing their style, I think for sure they're, they're in the equation. They were by far the best team, say, in the first um, third of the competition and – and again, it's hard to go past Penrith, you know, back-to-back premiers. Not many teams, you know, in the modern era have ever done that, only the Roosters, really. So mm. they're certainly, I, I think everyone was sort of judging them off their start to the year and worrying and wondering whether the loss of Appy and Kikau, if they get over that loss. But I think with the, the particularly the game up in Brisbane, they certainly answered a lot of questions and they're right back sort of towards that level um, of where they were, you know, in, in the preseason as – heavyweight contender. So I'd say the favourite would be probably between Penrith and South. Um, but again, with the log jam in the competition, you can't write off Melbourne. You know, our, our Sharkies would like to have a say um, at that at, at the back end of the year. So there's, there's a lot of footy to be played. But um, it's such an even competition at the moment, isn't it? It's the most – I think this time of year, probably in the last five or six years, I'd have to say it's the closest it's ever been because mm. in the in the previous few years we've had – either teams like Penrith dominating or the Roosters dominating oh, yeah. or the Melbourne Storm dominating. We really, 
we've we've seen the roost. Uh, sorry, we've seen South Sydney have a period where they look really, really good, and they they really they look like they could be the the ones at the end of the year. They've they've dulled off a little bit. We haven't quite seen Penrith reach that levels, and we haven't really seen another team get ahead of the pack yet. So I'd, I'd say the pitch is still not clear. But, yeah, Penrith and South probably have their nose in front. One of our favourites too, I mean, it made the Broncos. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, Adam Reynolds, he's so important. Now you can have your Payne Huss and your Reese Walsh, you can have your Carrigans and that, and, mate, they're all good players. But let me, you know, you know this, mate, Adam Reynolds, if they, he doesn't play last week for them, you know, they don't get to where they're – just his kicking game and his smarts, you know, it's it's about playing chess and he's so important to that Broncos side and they're looking to extend him for another year and I just think, you know, he, he deserves that but he's he's got to stay on the field and the Broncos are certainly in the mix as well. Okay, Adam will, of course, take the field when the Sharkies take on Brisbane mm. in the Shire. It's a top-of-the-table clash. Um I, I, I suppose here we ask the question of every game, who will back up after Origin? But even to back up against the Sharks in the Shire, it's a big ask this game on the Broncos. Yeah, look, it is. And that's why, look, I, you know, I love tipping the Broncos, but I tip in, on who I feel. But I just think the Sharks, they're, they're a lot more fresh. I think uh, Nico Hines, you know, through that Origin period, you know, he plays, he's back to his best position. Mate, the, the Sharks are faithful, love him down there. Um, mate, the Bronx will the Bronx will go there to do, try to do a job on the Sharkies, but the Sharkies will be up for this, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, when you have that sort of week off and have a bit of a rest, mate, you, you feel fresh, don't you, Waiter? Yeah, it's good. Well, it's good for us older blokes. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes I feel like maybe the younger blokes, it's not as good because it's easy to just stay in your rhythm, not to yeah. break that rhythm up, especially when you're in that good form. But certainly as you get a bit older and sure. a bit more experienced throughout your career, you can you love to take every opportunity to have a rest as you can. But, yeah, we've been prepping hard. We understand, you know, how good the Broncos have been playing this year and the challenge that we have in front of us. They're a quality team. And you just mentioned Adam Reynolds, who's, you know, yeah. the, one of the most experienced hearts in the competition. And you put him in the mix with their their big, powerful forwards <laughs> and their outside backs. They're, they're a dangerous team. So we prepped hard. We, we know the challenge that's in front of us and we're looking forward to it. We, We've had a, we haven't been back at uh, points bet for a while. We've travelled a fair bit. We had our last like, our last two home games. One was Magic Round and one was in Coffs Harbour. So that's right. We yeah. haven't we haven't mm. been back home since um, the Cowboys. Eh? I think yeah, we were down since there that the night. Cowboys. Yeah. So we're looking forward to being back in front of our community. We're going to wear the Indigenous jerseys again, uh, which we have a big contingent in our team of um, Indigenous boys, and yeah, we're looking forward to it. We had Peach down at training. Oh, how good that, mate? To, one to have of the yeah. and, um Mate, he still looks like he can play. Eh? He, yeah. grabs, he grabs the footy and twirls it around on one finger and, and kicks the ball up in there. He, he still looks like he can yeah. get out there and play. Well, he reminds me, you know, reminds me of Will Kennedy. When I see Will Kennedy play, it reminds me of Peter. You know, he's got that mix about him, and I just love the way that he gets around. Mate, he, he for you guys, like, he is, he has come to the, you know, he is matured, and I think he's getting the reps he deserves now mm. too. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I mean, in the next couple of years, yeah. the next year maybe, yeah. like, many blokes like Kennedy and Braley, Yes, they're yeah. not Bradley's good player mm. too, yeah. Yeah, I think we've got at, at this stage, like obviously Fitz is the, the right man for the job because we do have a, like a, a big contingent of the squad who's only really young and they're only just coming into the best years of their career. Like we have Mulatalo, Ramey and, you know, T. Wilton, Braley, Will Kennedy, like Sifa Talakai, Sione Katoa. Yes. Like Nick, Nico's only just started really at that level. He's a bit older than those boys, but he's just starting and like the Toby Rudolphs, like – the majority of our squad is signed and settled and um, and they're going to be together for a while. So yeah. like, as someone who has been committed at the club for such a long time and, you know, I spent, you know, the majority of my best years at, at the club and I'm going to 
finish eventually. It's great to see where the club's at now and mm. the hands they're in moving forward because it's just it's it's a really it's in, in a really good spot at the moment. Okay, well, the three games, the three Saturday games are all on Triple M or the Listener app. That will be, of course, the Dolphins and the Warriors, South and the Titans, and then the big top of the table clash between the Broncos and the Sharkies at Shark Park. Well, Wendell, always good to see you, mate. We'll see you again on a Listener for a Triple M Footy Talk. Thank you, mate. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Wado, good luck to the Sharkies for the remainder of the year. Maroon, thank you very much. I'll be seeing you soon, no doubt. All the best. See you soon.